the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia to around the globe. You're listening to Shark Bite Biz, your exclusive place for business strategy, sales, marketing, and tech in the roaring 20s. And now, here's your host, David Strausser. And welcome to the next episode of Shark Bite Biz. I'm your glamorous host, David Strausser. This is your place to learn how to grow a business during complete chaos. Awesome episode here today. We're going to just chat with a small business, a real mom and pop store about how they're doing through all of this, of what we're going through now. First, though, remember, if you love what we're doing and you're watching on YouTube, smash that join button. You can become a baby shark for only $3 a month. Now, big tech's not your thing. That's fine. No problem. You can give your money straight to us by going to deadhousecoffee.com. Use code SHARK at 20% off. All the proceeds directly help support this channel. Now, let's get back to today's show. We're going to have a great story of the mom and pop shop like I was just telling you. All their trials, all their tribulations during the pandemic being closed by state regulations, then being able to open again to overwhelming demand. We'll chat to the man at the center of this, hear his plight in making the business run as best as it can. And we're going to dig into side hustle as well, too. Today's guest is Domingo Vasquez of Valley Gaming and Billiards. Valley Gaming and Billiards is a home game room store in Northern California. Like many other businesses in the home improvement and home entertainment industries, this is one business that hit lows during the pandemic, but upon reopening is again hitting peak levels and booked out for long periods of time. It's a great story of the struggles and success of a mom and pop business. And you're going to hear all of this right here exclusively on Shark Bite Biz. So, hey, no longer delay. Let's bring Domingo right on in here. Small Biz Spotlight. Domingo, welcome to Shark Bite Biz. You, my friend, you just became Shark Bait. <laughs> Thanks. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, no problem. No problem. So we have a tradition on this show. Very, very first question. It's always the same thing for everybody. Although I think I ask it different ways for everybody, but it's not a loaded question or anything. Just tell us your life story, Ben. Who are you? How'd you get where you're at? What do you do for a living? Why should everybody out there watching on YouTube and the millions and millions of people listening on Spotify and iTunes listen to you, my friend? Well, thank you, David. I appreciate you. Uh, being on the show is awesome. Thank you very much. Uh, appreciate the time you're taking to do this uh, no, with no me. So, so I'm the currently the manager at Valley Gaming and Billiards, your home game room store. So right now, people are really flocking to us uh, in stores like ours around the country and and uh, even out around the world. Um, right. So right now, with the lockdowns, with you know kids being home, with families uh, you know working from home, like. They're realizing a couple of things, just how boring their house might be, <laughs> like how oh, little yeah, activities, right? How little activities they actually have to do when they're there for twenty-four hours straight. You know, um, yeah. And you know, it's what, funny. It's funny that you said that because you know what I did. 
before i'm like hey we're you know we just had the expense of moving from la to philly i gotta save money in 2020 so i'm like i'm just gonna buy activities for the kids to do at the house because i'm gonna be cheap no vacations 2020 luckily did i know that i was ahead of the curve because we ended up getting we got a beautiful trampoline you know we got the basketball then little horseshoes i got philadelphia eagles um what do they call it the cornhole where you toss the bean bags uh you know we got essentially everything but a dartboard you know we got like pool toys like we, we don't have a pool but we got a small kitty pool and then we got slip and slides so it was oh, like yeah, i did all of that and then 2020 hit and it was like oh, wow yeah. this is excellent worked perfect you were ready you had the, the what we need list the emergency list for activities before you I had, no, no. well i don't call it the what you need list i call it the i'm not paying for a vacation this year list <laughs> Well, staycation, staycation, right? Yep. That term, yep. Well, I'm always on a staycation, it seems like, because I'm always working, whether it's with our coffee company, Dead House Coffee, whether it's with the podcast, this Shark Bite Biz show, or it's with Vision 33, which takes up probably about 80% of my time. That's my day okay. job where I run the East Coast and the Northeast for two different product lines. So, I mean, that's the one the really cool thing for me is that everything is, it, it, it's like, it's like I'm permanently working, but I'm also permanently on vacation. It, you know, if I even disappear for two, three hours during the day uh, to go do something with my kids because they want to go to the playground, I do it, but I'm probably working in the evening then instead too, uh, you know, so I'm still putting in the hours. It just... I don't have to do a straight eight hours. And that's what I love about my position because it really comes down to deliverables and hitting metrics. And if you do XXXX, a lot of these things, it doesn't matter if you do it at eight o'clock at night or if you do it at 11 a.m. So I, I'm blessed, I view, that I'm able to not only have that flexibility, but I don't abuse it. And I also execute on it, you know, I'm top performer. So. Sorry, just so, wanted to jump in there. I thought that related no to problem. what you were saying. But but it's totally relatable to what a lot of people are doing now and finding themselves in this kind of a situation with it. This hasn't been the work schedule that we've all you know come accustomed to, the nine to five, the five days a week or six days a week or whatever you were working before. But so people are, you know, they're I should think they're getting acclimated to this new world that we're living in. You know, and, the, and nine to five hours are totally outdated, I think, unless you're working something retail yeah. or a hospital, someplace where you physically have to be there nine to five. Yeah. Working okay. at Google, working at HP or whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, it's like, okay, you know, if you do a sales position, I mean, I don't, again, it depends on the industry. There's always going to be exceptions. But if you're a sales rep, for example, it's like, Dude, I don't care if you work from Cabo or Disneyland or the beach. I care, are you calling the leads that you have? Are you advancing sales cycles? Are you closing deals? I mean, I remember I got a lead. I was traveling down to uh, Peru when my sister-in-law had passed a 
a few years ago. And this is when I was still out in LA. But, you know, I take advantage because I picked the longest flights. That's why I get, I had like a 36 hour layover in Bogota, for example. And then I had another like 25 hour layover in uh, Quito's. And it's like, cool, I get these mini vacations on the way to Peru. And yeah. I got a lead when I, I think I was in Mexico City at a layover, uh, which was a short one. Uh, but when I was there, I got a lead. So I'm there talking with the guy uh, to set up a demo time. And I remember that I was actually in the Bogota airport, connected to my uh, cell phone as a Wi-Fi hotspot, doing a full-blown uh, software demo for this guy for it was like a hundred and fifty thousand dollar deal right there in an airport while I'm on vacation and that's kind of where I think the future of things are going you know it's going to be more performance based than you got to do nine to five or forty hours a week. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's it's actually like everything comes full circle, right? I mean, salesmen mm-hmm. used to travel a lot and go yeah. do presentations you know, flights here, flights there, trains here, trains there. And, you know, these days here in Northern California, there's times when somebody calls and says, well, I don't know if I can fit a pool table or not. You know, can anybody stop by my house and check it out? You know, check out my room, see if I can, what size I can fit. Like I want one, but I don't know if Uh I can fit. And, you know, and if they don't sound like, you know, they, they're, you know, crazy i mean they're cool they're cool people they which they usually are then yeah i'm gonna go uh you know if you're not in too crazy and convenient i might go out there and then just do a pre-site inspection measure the walls measure you know the hard walls anyways and uh say okay for you you can you know the three sizes of tables that people usually buy are seven foot eight foot nine foot mm-hmm. and uh there's more sizes than that but that's for another whole fun kind of conversation you know we're in this pandemic that just does not want to go away how has covid changed it for your business then for those on-site visits my industry we usually see the best um time of the year is actually the fall and winter and this is making our business a 12-month season business now. So where wow. I normally sell out of our store is only like 2,600 square feet. But I've got 20 pool tables set up, you know, on display, different styles, different size. You know, well, they're all the same size currently. But usually I'll have a 7-foot somewhere on the floor and a 9-foot uh, on the floor. And then the rest of them will usually be the 8-foot because that's what... Probably 99% of people will buy as a standard eight foot 44 by 88 inch play field pool table. But I'll okay. have the I have the three sizes here so that people can say, well, what's the seven foot look like? Or what's the nine foot look like? You know, because one guy just told me the other day his room is 43 feet wide by 25 feet wide, uh long, uh, 25 feet wide, 43 feet long. I'm like, that's wow. a big, big room. <laughs> that's I'm like, yeah. you can fit anything you want, maybe more than one pool table if you want to you want to <laughs> go there. Uh, or we could do a shuffleboard. Get, like, your, get your own like uh, billiards lounge going on. <laughs> yeah. Well, he did say that the, the part of the plan is a, a shuffleboard, but that part isn't yeah. in the budget. You get the, you get the pool table now and the shuffleboard a little bit later. And I'm like, well, that, that makes sense. That's fine. You know, so. But I, I mean, as far as, as far as going out though, I mean, having to wear 
the mask. I mean, do you wear little booties or anything? Because I think I had Verizon people, like, for example, when we got uh, service tweaked out here, coming out with booties or no, it wasn't Verizon. It was, uh, I have a Lenovo yoga laptop. So those people who are just working on a laptop, changing an internal battery, came here with little booties on, wearing gloves, masks, all that stuff. How serious have you had to take it? We were, okay. So, I mean, I'm in my, I'm in the store and when somebody comes in, I put a mask on. Mm-hmm. And with, I, it's our rule for people to wear a mask when they walk in. Um, you know, we're kind of just being compliant with the state regs, whatever the state mm-hmm. says, county says to us, we'll do that. You know, we were closed when they wanted us to be closed, which was two and a half months last year. And then we opened back up by June 1st, uh, from mm-hmm. March 21st. And, you know, it was masks for sure. Um, nothing else, no booties or anything, not in the retail store here. Uh, mm-hmm. when it comes to delivery and installation our crew would would wear masks into the home but because they're carrying three slabs of real slate and they're 200 you know average 250 pounds per piece and those two guys right. have to carry them whether they can't wear the booties because that's super dangerous Too slick. yeah very slippery and when you're carrying that kind of weight somebody can get hurt so they have to just go in bare you know with their shoes just that they have to be with their shoes or if the homeowner says, "Hey, no booty, you know, no no delivery. If you can't don't don't wear booties, we'll have to postpone or cancel their delivery altogether." Wow. Uh, okay. It's just so the, so the big thing. One of the big things that I got from you is that you're saying that people are buying things like your pool tables like crazy right now. Give us a comparison. Yeah. I mean, how much are okay? Let Let's take. 2020 out of the equation let's compare 21 to 2019 i mean how much percentage growth are you seeing is it double three times half more it's it's literally okay it's literally right now it's literally three to four times um so no. normally i was normally at the store and my my territory is literally over about an 1100 mile area so wow. we will deliver yeah from stockton california or, or our warehouse in Lodi, we will deliver all the way down as south as far as Bakersfield, California, all oh, the way yeah. north to the Oregon border, uh, west to the water, San Francisco, Santa Cruz, uh, and then east all the way over to like Lake Tahoe or Reno. Uh, now that's case, just for like your in-home deliveries. If you're shipping, like right. someone buys something online, are you doing it national? How does that work? No, not national art. We, we're pretty much locked to our half the state of California, the top half of California. And like, even all- if it's just a pure e-com, say they're buying a simple dartboard, like what we were talking about, you'll just remain within that territory? Yeah, well, no, no, then no. Then I, I can absolutely, like you said, you're in Philadelphia. I can, yeah. I can tip you one too, yes. And typically okay. we'll have a conversation. So I, I, we like to do that by phone. Um, I can take your information and then boom, drop ship one to your door uh, or to your office. If it's a, there you want to brought to your office because that's where you are all day or right, something. Right, right. That's fine too. Um, so yeah, why do you have that cover? Because you said that you have a, a conversation there. Now I'm talking just e-commerce orders, okay? Why do you have that conversation? Um, mainly because like, some of these games are passion sports, okay? Mm-hmm. I, for one, 
bought my first cue for $99 from a billiard shop like this when I was 15 mm-hmm. years old. My, my wife, my, my mother, when she, when she was, you know, she was a single mom and she told me, she's like, you want, you want shoes from, you know, Foot Locker, you need a job. You want. Oh, that, that's exactly how it was for me. But you said when you were 15? Yeah, I was 15 when what? I bought the my other? first cue. Well, I mean, that's not that long ago. You only look like you're 17 or 18. <laughs> I wish, I wish, I wish. How much I like discount you, is that on the dartboard? <laughs> well, I'm so, so this is this has been like like for me. I'm, my passion sport is pool. My other right. one is poker. So I play with thirty five dollar poker cards, nice wow. high grade plastic casino quality poker cards. I don't pay. I don't play with the Hoyle paper cards or whatever brand uh, paper cards from a liquor store. I play with really high grade poker cards. If something spilled on the table, they, it spilled on my card. Yeah. I can mop. I can clean them. Wow. They slide the felt really great. My I might buy a use- couple of things off you just because, I mean, the three, $4 cards, for example, our kids are always spilling stuff on it, whether it's bean dip or uh, something, ketchup, you know, their, their juice, you know, that stains crystal light, this bright red fruit punch that we drink, uh, yeah. whatever it may be. And that stains everything. So imagine what it's doing to our bodies. But anyways, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm the type of person you know, like here, here's an example. When we moved in here, I viewed the purchases as two ways. One, it's a temporary, so I'm just going for the cheapest thing possible because, right, well, because I can't afford at that moment the more luxurious higher end item, which I'm eventually going to get, but then I buy it and I'm like, okay, this is going to last us two years and then in two you know after two years i'll buy the one that i really wanted hopefully at a bigger discount then or like when we moved here from la we didn't have any yard equipment so i had to go out and buy all brand new yard equipment and everybody yeah. was like hey you know get this cheap gas motors stuff like that and they weren't that much more expensive but i was kind of like no, because if I buy something, I want this stuff to last five to, to 10 years for these yard tools. So right. I went out that I right. bought all of the, um, uh, what is it, the Echo Plus, Evo Plus, something like that, the um, battery-powered ones that are actually made by Chevron. And, oh, my God, are they awesome. They're so quiet. They're just as powerful for the most part. Even the chainsaw. I mean, this battery-powered chainsaw will nice. cut through nice. Anything that my neighbor's chainsaw will do, and I don't have right. to buy gas. All I need is a bar and chain oil. Right. So Any for something like that, oil. yeah, something like that, where I'm thinking I want something for long term, that's where yeah. it's like I'm buying more of a top of the line item because I, in my head, I think they last longer and they're more efficient and they're better. You know, they give you better results. So yeah. with even things like playing cards, where you know, we do our neighborhood poker games, stuff like that for fun. I mean, those things would get its use and it may sound exorbitant, but I mean, 35 bucks for really good playing cards that clean off, yeah. you know, the three-year-old, yeah. I'm sure he can't rip those as easy. Right. So it's worth it yeah. for me because so otherwise I'm buying a cheap deck of cards every three, four weeks right now. Correct. Like there's also good quality plastic ones similar to my $35 ones that are like $399 a deck. So wow. my 
was a double deck in a nice box with a cl- you know clear cover and blah 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 you know the right pattern or something that I wanted and I always ha- always have somebody shuffling a deck while I'm dealing the other deck. So oh, okay. I, I count those. Things. They count those as backup cards for when uh, the cards get lost. No, it's just uh, <laughs> alternating each hand with the uh, you know the bra- the black deck and then the gold deck, then back to the black deck, the next hand, the next the gold. So, and so how do you do you view that the luxury? Like, okay, so we've already established your sales compared to 2019 are three to four times more. What type of sale are you getting? Has the quality improved are you selling more higher end items i'm gonna have to say no on that because in 2018 2018 2019 we were selling more high end um just because life was normal and you know people that have money always have money and other people like me or possibly probably like you like we get a big check, you know, once a year, like tax refund comes. And then, yeah, then we're going to go out and buy something nice for our, our family, our house or whatever. And with that money, you know, but there's some people that just on a regular basis have buy like the higher end stuff. One guy was buying a brother table from me once uh, a few years ago. And he was like buying a $6,500 table, a designer style table, really nice. Yeah. I don't like cookie cutter stuff. So I'm not, gonna buy your cheapest table you got he goes but i also see there's three other tables here that are like nine ten eleven thousand dollars and he goes I'm, I'm not buying one of those he goes i, I bought the yeah. one i like and it's yeah. a quality one it's brunswick from you know a brand that's been around for 170 years 176 years now officially this is what like brand was that brunswick brunswick, brunswick yeah yeah i thought yeah. that's what he said i've heard of brunswick yeah yeah, they've been here. They've been around since 1845. So they make the best quality, best playing pool table in the world. Uh, and that's undisputable. And so they've, you know, even in their lower end tables that are in the like the high $2,000 range, play fantastic, better than any other brand out there. And mm-hmm. so uh, there's some that are, you know, arguably really good tables. And that's not, there's no doubt to that. Um, uh, you know, there's just a couple other brands that we sell actually 10 brands of pool tables. I don't have all 10 brands on my floor, but when people come in and they want a particular brand mm-hmm. and a model, I mean, just last month, somebody just ordered a table from a company we weren't even signed up with, but I was getting inventory lists from that their their CFO weekly to say, hey, if you ever need any table from us, we here's our inventory, here's our inventory, here's our inventory. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, 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 no. okay, we need to sign up as a dealer. We want got somebody that wants one of your tables. So boom, oh, that's awesome. and you know, went the extra mile for that customer to get it. So no problem. See, yeah, that, that's pretty cool because this is your first deal with that dealer. So mm-hmm. you you brought in a new supplier during these times. And I think that there's a lot of people in business to where they're they just gotta close mind, like, nah, you know, we already got our suppliers, we're good. And it's like you never you never know, like keep those doors open. You never know when you're going to have that customer. Now this customer spent 6,500 with you. If you give him, if he sees the value and what he paid for in your service, your delivery, you guys treating him as a customer. I mean, the lifetime of that customer could easily turn 10,000 plus, you know, with all the referrals you get, stuff like that. Just because you did keep that door open with that supplier. Yeah. 
Yeah. So the average people spend on a pool table is between like twenty five hundred and five thousand. Right. Now, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you something that'll probably blow your mind. This yeah. last by November and December of this past year, every one of the factories that we are signed with ran out yeah. of tables uh, from fifty four hundred dollars and below. They wow. ran out of inventory. Some so of the, what, some did of they, out of what did they plate. do? So in in the, in this production of products, they, what they usually do is okay. Twenty nineteen, the factories built up their inventory according to sales from twenty uh, right. the year before twenty nineteen's numbers. Well, yep. nobody saw twenty twenty coming, and this weird extra. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm saying you know sales of pool tables in the normal twenty five hundred to five thousand range is that triple or quadruple. You know right. what. It was any so, year prior. So last last year I did twenty-five to thirty percent more than the previous eleven years for the for wow. the year. Wow. So okay. with that though, I mean okay, so I just want to confirm. You said that you know their lower end boards, which were like the twenty five hundred to five thousand, something like that range completely yeah. sold out. So in order for someone to buy one of those pool tables, they had to automatically go up to the 5,000 plus tier. Now, the pool table company, realizing that, hey, this is a great problem to have because we did sell out of all of our inventory, but it's also a terrible problem because if they're not selling any additional pool tables because someone only had three grand to spend, they're losing it to a competitor and may lose that customer now for life. Did they give you any type of incentives or something like that to try to sell higher amounts of those mid-tier pool tables? Unfortunately, no. Um, there's really not much they could do. The only thing okay. that done by anybody is us, we have to have backup inventory. So mm-hmm. we have, like, for example, another thing that's a little sad is that in the last two years, two factories have gone under. One yeah. went under, just, I don't know why they really went under. They went under about two years ago. They had 600 tables at the end when they closed their doors. We bought like 70 of them. And our, wow. you know, and then we put those in our warehouse. And then another company just about five months ago, it, they didn't see it coming. Literally, their bank shut them down for whatever reason. Um, I think it would believe it was a, just a financial issue. And so they they got shut down and they actually sold through the big box store that we all like to you know pay our membership for and go to every month and get a couple hundred dollars worth of groceries and stuff. Uh, yeah, so, Costco, yeah. not a sponsor. Correct, correct. So Costco, you can buy a pool table on Costco.com and and you know, if you live in Northern California, then then Valley Gaming and Billiards is gonna be your delivery crew. We're the one contracted for that. But they literally ran out of pool tables on there too. So we that's have to- have that, that, That's pretty awesome that you were able to innovate by getting that partnership with Costco to we where- We have about 10 of those partnerships. Yeah, well, you are, I mean, in that route, I mean, you're kind of the retailer, but in a way you're a wholesaler to Costco and the- um, you know, you're doing the the service section around it too, so right. it, it's well, it's not the ideal profit margin that you're looking for, but it, it's kind of I view it as 
extra because you weren't going to sell those customers anyways. They were going to go to Costco, and right. now you're, you're getting a slice of that pie. Correct. Yeah. So we have a we have two sides of our business: the retail doors right here, when with mm -hmm. everything, and then we have our service side of the business. And that service side does as much business annually as I do here. You know, sometimes. Uh, yeah. Lately, Lately, it can't compete with me, but <laughs> that's just because <laughs> a lot of the dot coms ran out of pool tables. So everything they uh -huh. shipped to it has been delivered off, and and that's that. So right now, I don't know if there's a single Brunswick pool table on Costco's website or not. The last time right. I looked, the only pool table there was the Ford Mustang pool table for twelve thousand dollars. Yeah, and yeah. So, but, but once Brunswick's inventory gets back into into the states, uh, you know, because they're made all over the world, Brazil, they make them in Asia, uh, they make stuff in America. So once mm -hmm. the, the, the the common price inventory gets back up, then Costco will have models on their website again. So it's all based right. on a lot of whatever available inventory there is. Yeah, just really circling back then to where, you know, the pandemic, your business was closed for essentially two months. How yes. scary was that at the moment? It was, well, it was very scary in one sense. Um, we had actually just closed our second retail location about four months, four and a half months prior. Mm -hmm. And that was to it being slower in the Sacramento area. And sometimes people would call me to the Stockton store and want to buy from me after having talked to me and stuff. So. Um, right. There was a there was a personnel little small with you know internal personnel issue. So we we decided to close that store and uh mm. it was wasn't really paying to have it open when I'm already still selling tables over there anyways. Mm -hmm. And a lot from different areas will call us because we deliver uh, literally a 550 mile radius, you know, area. Right. So it, you know, they, they, when they find that out that we have the best brands for the best service department you know, in Northern California, um, and we can come to them, you know, and take care of them. Well, they get comfortable with that. And then they mm -hmm. know that we're reliable and, they, and we do a great job. And I mean, we've got five of five stars on Facebook as far as rating goes. And, right. uh, and so that's, you know, we do the best job that can be done period. Right. And, uh, our, our lead technician is phenomenal and his helper is great. Uh, our, we have a backup team as well, and that's basically the, uh, the owner and his son <laughs> and yeah, uh, that's great. their own day job. But when we get overflow, they can take care of anything and anybody any for that's anything good. that we have to do. Yeah. It so, sounds like though, for the bottom line that you weren't severely impacted, like, yes, it two months being closed, very drastic, but. Once people realized, hey, this is going to be around for a couple months minimal, and those sales really started picking up, it sounds like you were able to recover nicely. Is that kind of accurate? That, that's, a, that's accurate. Yeah. We, I mean, two and a half months with no income coming in, the retail doors, and then service was at a full stop as yeah. well at the time. So, yeah, that made it scary uh, for the time being. But we were basically counting our chickens and saying, you know what? Thank God we closed the other store because that, you know, having to pay the bills that still came in, we still had to mm -hmm. pay rent, still had pg e to pay here, and, you know, our gas and, gas and electric bill and everything. Um, those bills don't stop. 
regardless. So that's what a lot right. of businesses faced is, you know, the landlord's still saying, hey, give me my rent. The people, you know, energy companies still want their money. Yep. And yet you have Crazy people coming through the doors and right? no new income. Yeah. Right, right. And then, you know, there should have been some PPE that had to do directly with rents, really. But the, the government just didn't, did, I don't, you know, yeah. I mean, whatever. Yeah. As I was telling you my, before my the show, <laughs> you know, you really don't uh, jump on as far as uh, yeah, no. the political situation. But we do jump on and we passionately attack our government at all levels, local, uh, local, county, state, federal, and all branches, you know, whether it is, you know, the legislative or the executive branches, because everybody has been failed, I think, especially the small business people, small business owners, as far as the support that they were getting out of fear of you know just being divisive and really while they're doing their divisive petty politic ways i mean it came down to uh you know a huge transfer wealth to these you know billion almost trillion dollar companies and Small businesses like you all got hit the hardest, but um, you know, yeah. despite all of that, I'm really, really enthused that you all found a way to survive, overcome it. Um, you know, working with people like Costco, so you can get a piece of that pie from the transfer of wealth. And it, it sounds like you know, you guys are going to have a second store back up and running eventually. <laughs> um, maybe in philadelphia probably not since i can't be in two places at once probably not we're happy nah. with the store and uh it's 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 just right for us uh at this time we may or may not move it in the future you know just down right. the road a few miles about 20 miles away um you know the two the two cities in the u.s the number one number two city of people who commute to make a big income is Stockton and Modesto, you know, and wow. then the third, third city, third city with the people that travel to make the best income is like um, Sherman Oaks and yeah. down. In the so yeah, Sherman Oaks heading down to like LA and yeah. stuff, I imagine. Right, and so those people, you know, they they commute like I think the statistic mm-hmm. is ninety miles plus to go make the big income, but live someplace where they're it's affordable for them. So right. that's. What Stockton and, and and Modesto are is number one, number two cities for that. Uh, working in the Bay Area and the Silicon Valley and San Francisco and all that. Right, so, right, right. Um, so I'd like to be right there where the where the people the traffic meets and heads to the Bay and comes home from the Bay. Uh, I'd like our store to be there, but that's something for the future and something. We're something working. for the future. Well, that's what I said, man. Yeah, eventually, you gotta have dreams, yeah. right? Hey, Domingo, this has been amazing. You gave us a good insight into your industry, into your business, some of your, you know, the tips, tricks you're doing, some of the places that you, you know, had some difficulties. Really, really loved it. You got a beautiful store there. Um, So I'm going to ask you, how can our listeners and viewers reach out to you? Uh, We are on Facebook at Valley Gaming and Billiards. We are on Instagram at Valley Gaming 209. 
And they can go to our website as well. And it's a beautiful gallery website at valleygaming.com. Okay, perfect. That sounds amazing. Hey, thank you so much for coming on. And uh, maybe we'll get you back on later this year, early next year after this pandemic stops to see how business has changed. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, you know, just I don't know if it was one thing, one thing more I think you wanted to talk about was side gigs, like side work. Did you want to? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so sometimes when it's this busy like it is now and people are moving from one house to another because the housing market is a whole other category mm -hmm. that you know we end up getting you know touched on uh, people moving people remodeling and they put new floors in their house so we actually our service department gets involved there goes takes their current pearl table down and out of the mm -hmm. way on the floor moves it out of the out, out into a you know a temporary space until their flooring is redone then then we come back again and put the pool table back together sometimes they'll recover it put new cloth on at that time but Sometimes people are just moving and maybe they're with uh, the unfortunate influx of people moving from, you know, like California to other states like yourself. Right. We've just gone and taken their pool tables apart, put it in their pod, put it in their U-Haul, their rider moving truck, whatever moving truck they're using or pod or whatever. And so yeah. when our crew is super busy, I mm -hmm. have been doing this for 17 years since 2004. Um, I've learned a lot from our crew and so I can take just about any kind of pool table apart properly without damaging it with, with always saving the cloth, pulling the 800 to a thousand staples out that are holding that cloth on the bed of the pool table. And so they, I, I preserve a hundred percent of the cloth so that when the mm -hmm. table gets reassembled, they can still use that cloth and not have that money wasted that they spent on that cloth. So right, I take yeah, a bunch. Yeah. Part, probably 200 tables easily in the last couple of years. Uh, and this is something that you you started during the pandemic? Yeah, uh, a little bit before, just before, probably before? within a year before. Uh, That's I've, taken, cool. I've taken pool tables apart in the stores, getting them ready for my crew to deliver the salsa <laughs> sold or that we have sold. Um, yeah, that, that was when I started collecting the same tools and looking at the tools my crew uses. So I'm using the same tools they do. And so I'm not going to mess anything up. I do know which end of the wrench is which, which end of the screwdriver is which. <laughs> hammer and all that. Yeah, I mean, hammers aren't involved with pool tables, thank God. But yeah, now, yeah. Well, it's hard. Well, it's hard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I get you. Know, that sounds like a great side gig there as well, too, because it's got a lot of synergy with what you're already doing. So it kind of just fits in perfectly. There. Well, and I, I know that some of the competitors on line that you know do pool table service don't do the best job so that's why mm -hmm. i've actually myself available to do it sometimes for people so i tell them look my crew is booked out two weeks three weeks and they're like well we got to turn the keys over to this house on friday so we need our mm -hmm. pool table take part before that we don't so then they're so do, rather than them have call around or me refer somebody else you know not a competitor to get the business i'll say okay i'll do the job I can do it on Sunday or Monday or one of these evenings after I leave the store and yeah. taking a pool table, about an hour and a half job. And, and it's, it's worth awesome, it. Man. And I go, I keep my tool, my two tool bags in my trunk of my car 
And I go there, I take any pool table apart in about 90 minutes or so. That's was, awesome. Yeah, thank yeah. you for bringing that up. I totally forgot. I remember yeah. when uh, I was looking for guests, I, I was looking also for people that started up a side gig that had maybe synergy with their main job, uh, yeah. you know, that came out around during the pandemic and how that went. So that is uh, some great stuff. Thank you again so much for coming on, man. Remember, you can reach out to Domingo. Links are down in the bottom. Uh, anything else, man? Man, hashtag Valley Gaming and Billiards for all your home gamer needs. Ah, love it. Love it. Thank you, dude. Wow, that was an awesome chat with Domingo, right? First, y'all know the routine. If you found this interview helpful, if it sparked those warm and fuzzies, do me a favor. Hit that like button, smash that subscribe button, follow button, whatever it says. And if you really want to help us out, okay, share this out to your network. Help them find Shark Bite Biz. There's no shame in sharing. I'm telling you right now. Go ahead. Do it. I'd love nothing more than Domingo, uh, Valley Gaming and Billiards, or Shark Bite Biz to be out there trending. That'd be awesome. Now let's get back to discussing our rock star guest, Mr. Domingo Vasquez. Overall, you know, it was just a great general conversation, very casual, touching on a lot of points, getting some good stories out there from somebody that's in the trenches and hearing everything that they're doing. And he came to the table with some pretty, you know, really cool stories for us as well, too. You know, some of the stuff, supply issues. I mean, we're still seeing that today, uh, you know, with the demand issues and and stuff like that. So it's, I guess it's comforting to hear, if that's the right word, that it's happening in other industries as well, too. Um, you know, and just how they have to operate now with delivering, installing products and stuff. You know, a lot of things have changed over the past 14 months. One area, well, I guess it's not an area, but it's a story that I want to reiterate here in my outro for all you sales reps out there. Okay. He had a customer buy a pool table from a brand that they never bought of. They didn't stock them or anything else like that. However, according to Domingo again, the CFO of that company, the company that makes the pool tables, kept sending them the price list and stuff like that. And when the opportunity finally rose, I mean, uh, Domingo ended up selling the pool board, be, uh, the pool table, excuse me, pool table because the customer wanted that specific table. I mean, that's pretty awesome. That is persistence from that pool table manufacturing company of not giving up, okay? Especially during a pandemic. Potential suppliers, potential resellers of your products, keep them in the loop. Just keep, you know, trying. They said no. They said no. They said no. No, no stocking. No ordering. Nope. We're not even going to have, you know, we'll keep your pricing, but nope, that's it. And then all of a sudden, one day that no turns into a yes. Okay. You know, we always hear all these kind of good stories out there that are like this. And it just comes around to the persistence. And, it really is something that I, I think sometimes you just have to go back to sales 101, especially when things get complicated. And just remember, you know, sales is a numbers game. 
numbers doesn't always mean, you know, the dollars and cents. It's how many times are you reaching out to people? How often are you reaching out to people? Maintaining relationships, stuff like that. And the CEFO of that company definitely did it to where when Domingo had to, he sold the product. Now, if there, you know, everything goes good, and, you know, it's a pleasant experience for Domingo's company as well as the um, the customer then, too. You know, that may open the door to a lot more sales. But overall, I mean, this really just came out to be in a story that's a validation for many of us that our labor today will bear fruits, ripe fruits, and many fruits tomorrow. Okay, question of the day. When has something paid off for you after a long-term bet like that pool table manufacturer? Leave a comment down below on YouTube. Love to hear some of those stories. Do you want to be on the show? It is simple. Shoot an email. Interviews at sharkbitebiz.com. Remember, join the channel if you're on YouTube. It's only three bucks a month. You get some exclusive perks. If not, go to Deadhouse Coffee. Use code SHARK. Get 20% off your purchase and directly support this channel. Remember, I'm David Strasser. This is Shark Fight Biz. We'll see you all next episode. Cheers. Thank you for listening to Shark Bite Biz. We hope you got some insightful info from this podcast. Be sure to subscribe to us through your favorite podcast app and visit us on the web at www.sharkbitebiz.com. How has business changed for you in the 20s? Email us at podcast at sharkbitebiz.com so you can join us and share your story. Oh.